0: Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm Riley. We're cousins. Let's hunt for some treasure. It's been a long time since we've been on the pod, and it is so good to be back. What is a personal treasure for you that's happened since the last time we checked in? I need to think about this. Uh, I know. I didn't think about mine either.
1: Well, you know, a lot has happened since we last spoke. It's the new year. Um, This year, I've been planning on letting go of stuff that bothers me, like um, poor internet quality or things like that. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I think that's my plan for uh, 2023, letting go of things. What about you? Any personal treasures or things
0: that you're planning on? Mine is sort of in the same vein. This year, I never really do New Year's resolutions. Of course, I'm always like, yeah, you know, I should probably eat healthier and stuff in the New Year. But it's never like a plan. So... This year was the first year I sat down and I'm like, what are my actual goals this year? And it was really nice just to create some kind of like roadmaps for myself to like cross things off and, you know, see the big picture, but break it down into realistic goals. So it just it feels good to have a plan. So that was nice. Good. That sounds so Nice. Wonderful. I should have
1: done something like that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Here's a treasure. My little one who's three wanted to read Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and I was not sure if she was gonna you know stick with it because it's a chapter book and she's little but she every night laid there and just was enraptured with this book and it was so fun to reread that book. I think I read it in like fourth grade maybe and of course I've seen the movie but it was really fun just to that with her that was definitely a treasure that I'll remember forever
1: oh that's so good I tried to read the first Harry Potter to my six-year-old did not go well <laughs> no Jim like Dale we never made it.
0: audiobooks though
1: yeah well we never made it past like you know at the very beginning of Harry Potter when like Dumbledore and um uh, McGonagall yeah, my God, I was I was about to say Minerva. I'm like, where am I? Who am that's I? That's her first name. <laughs> okay, good. I I thought so, but because okay, that's why I said that because now I'm remembering.
0: Um,
1: because he says Minerva because they're like on first name basis, obviously. Also, talking speaking of Harry Potter, my little sister showed me this thing. I don't remember if I showed this to you, Kristen, but it is this wand that you get and you set it up like with your things in your house like so like if you want the tv to turn on you like wave the wand and say like uh turn on or um like towards the tv and it turns on or you can do it with your lights so when you go so lumos cool.
0: and then your lights turn on <gasps> Oh my goodness. Okay, so time to upgrade my entire home to a smart home. Exactly. And buy <laughs> to the a wand. smart home. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: But also, like, I would feel like such a nerd. I don't know. Like, I would be so happy about it, but then I would also be like, no one's allowed to come to my house ever again. Um, <laughs> anyways, that is neither here nor there. Okay, so before we get into the story, do you want me to do our socials so that people yeah. know where to find us?
0: Absolutely. Okay.
1: So if you guys want to find us anywhere, you can go to our Instagram at Treasure Podcast, Twitter at The Treasure Pod, TikTok, which I really like, but I get lost on there all the time at treasure podcast. If you have any personal treasures, you can email us them at a at gmail.com. And we might just read your treasure on an upcoming episode. And if you want to send us some real gold, you can PayPal us at treasure pod. Wonderful. And also everyone, if you could please go and like, and subscribe, to us on anything that you listen on I think on Spotify it's like follow but you can still like give it however many stars that like helps us so much on Apple Spotify wherever you like to listen seriously like it's important
0: do it yes (laughs) perfect so thank you for the plugs Riley we're gonna get into our story I am so excited about it disclaimer I just told Riley before we got on air, I am hoping this goes well, because I just realized at the very end of my research that the thing I was researching is actually two different stories of a similar location. Anyway, anyway, we're going to get into it. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Um, It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Okay. So there is, I don't know if you've seen it, a movie I saw maybe previews, and then I, I didn't see anything else of it, and I didn't really think of it again, but I do remember seeing the preview trailer. It's called The Lost City of Z. Have you heard of this? I have never heard of this. Okay, neither have I, and in my research, I'm like, how have I never heard about The Lost City of Z? So today's episode is all about this lost city of Z, and It's going to remind you of, like, an Atlantis type of feel. It really is. So excited. I'm so excited. I, I had so much fun researching this. So The Lost City of Z, the movie, like I said, is recent. The movie is based on a book written by David Gran. I think it was published in 2009. And it's actually a true story of a colonel named Percy Fawcett. He was a British colonel. He originally was like a map maker, And it was during the height of, you know, they were trying to document the whole globe, get it get the whole thing mapped. So that was part of his job. After he left the British army, he became a map maker and he was really well known for going into these unexplored areas just fearlessly and respecting the tribes there and, you know, just documenting what was there without trying to change anything really. As he was in these ventures, he started noticing when he was in the Amazon fragments of these archaeological findings of like pottery different things that led him to believe there was a path like a road to a lost city and all of the tribes and things that he was interacting with his theory was that they stemmed from this lost city of Z and so he dedicated his life to this took his son I think his name was Jack uh, 22 years old jack and they went in search of this and ended up disappearing forever nobody ever heard from them again
1: stop
0: yes oh my gosh this is amazing <laughs> this has everything i love about it like what
1: if they made it to the lost city and they just like it sucked them in
0: okay and so that was one of the theories starting out like it had been a couple years before anybody had heard from them or it had been a couple years and nobody had heard from them and haven't since. So people were like, well, maybe they found it and they're just living in this, you know, un, uninterrupted yes. paradise. They never want to come back to reality. But yes. then after a while, people were like, you know... We think they're probably dead, either like killed by, you know, people <laughs> they're there. They're definitely dead. <laughs> like, let's get out of this fantasy. It's too yeah, good to be true. I know. So, uh, yeah. Okay, that's so I have one felt. question so far. Go for it.
1: Uh-huh. Um, do you think that the tribes that he like interacted with while he was, you know, doing all this map vaping, making, do you, like, did they like convey to him? That they believe that there's a lost city as well. Like, do you think that that is something that gave him like?
0: So, I I want to say yes and no because okay, in the beginning when you I said
1: actually interact with them, I
0: well, and they didn't speak the same They're languages, like-, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. But based on some of their ceremonial practices, I'm gonna say yes because. Originally, when I told you I thought this was two one story, but it's actually two, I thought that the lost city of Z was the same as El Dorado, you know, the city of gold. Yes. Oh, yeah. And so a lot of articles, I'm actually still kind of confused because a lot of articles I read were just lumping them together as if they are the same thing but then some are saying like no they're two completely different things we'll get into that a little bit more later but I will say for now he had grounds to think that it stemmed from it based on what they were doing at the time like their religious practices and things like that so we'll get into it that makes sense okay um all right so check image one this will be posted on our instagram This is an artist's rendition of what the Lost City of Z was thought to look like. Oh my gosh, yes. Tell us what you see.
1: Okay, yes. This is in, obviously, an Amazonian-type jungle, and there are Mm -hmm. these pyramids that are like steps, you know, that that start big, obviously a pyramid shape, and they are all gold it is I'm really loving this uh vibe happening um (laughs) and yeah it it's like how many one two three four five they're like about five pyramids all gold this is awesome
0: yes I remember these had a name I just looked it up they're called ziggurats does that ring a bell from when like you were in third grade (laughs) The ziggurat? Yes. Ziggurat. So that's what those stepped pyramids are called. And you're exactly right. It's in the Amazon rainforest. That's where he was exploring. He was looking for remnants of this ancient civilization. He had a, like I said, basically a near lifelong obsession with trying to find this city it's pretty cool like i need to go watch the movie now because i am a hundred percent invested in this journey and i want to know how they ended the movie (laughs) because he was missing like he's never been found so yeah
1: maybe we should do a watch along on our patreon
0: (gasps) oh we should yes okay we're writing it down okay first thing we're doing on patreon watch along Yes. Oh, my gosh. You know, Mystery Science Theater, where they have the people like in the butt. Yes. (laughs) That's what we need to do. We need to set it up like that. Yes. Okay. Check out. And
1: everyone only sees the
0: back of our heads. Yeah. Just the silhouette. Like, I'll wear a messy bun. Well, we both wear messy bun. Anyway, we're the same person anyway. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll figure it out. Check out though, real quick, how beautiful the artwork is on the book cover of David Grann's 2009 book. Its image. Oh my! Three. Gosh! Isn't
1: this fantastic? I love everything about this. It's um. Mm-hmm. How do you? How would one describe this? Like it's. It's like that the British motif. colonial. Look. Exactly. That's exactly yes. And it says, a legendary British explorer's deadly quest to uncover the secrets of the Amazon. Oh, yes. I wonder if David Love Rand this. would
0: come on the pod and just tell us
1: about- Oh my gosh, let's, let's ask.
0: Like, let's but, literally ask. I mean, that would be so cool.
1: That would be okay. so cool, yes. I wonder how he got, like, he probably has, like, an amazing story, too, about how he got obsessed with this story and is yes. basically a treasure hunter.
0: I mean, he was hunting for this, so- Yeah, exactly. Love it. I felt like a treasure hunter researching this, so I can only imagine what he was feeling. So here we have image number, let's see. This is going to be image three on Instagram. It's a portrait of our lovely explorer. Um, He looks exactly
1: like an explorer. He has a mustache for days. Um... (laughs) It looks like he's smoking like a little pot. maybe No, that's a cigar, I think. Yes. Um, it's black and white photo. Yes, he looks exactly like an explorer.
0: Sherlock um, Holmes hat type thing.
1: Yes, Sherlock Holmes hat. Like, which is... And he's wearing a full three-piece suit. So, <laughs> good for him. <laughs> to go
0: out into the Amazon. I know. Exactly. Love it. <laughs> it reminds yeah. me very much of the new... King Kong movies they've done with Jack Black, like how they dress everybody in these... One hundred You know, percent. like, yeah, let me put on my corset and five-layer skirt to go out into the... <laughs> yeah. You know. So, that is exactly the vibe. This man, Percy Harrison Fawcett, was born on August 18th, 1867. So, like I said, he grew up in the craze of we have to chart the whole entire earth like nothing can be no stern no stern no stone left unturned um <laughs> yeah which must
1: have been so crazy like mm-hmm. you know you're just sailing around and then i cannot fathom how people even make maps because i can barely use a map myself i have no exactly. directional my brain does not work like that to so like just that idea that people were like making maps that are pretty accurate to this day Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is like un just it like makes my brain want to explode
0: well looking at things like for instance italy like it's the you know everybody when you think of italy it's the shape of a boot so i'm even thinking though like how did they walk around the entire perimeter of italy i i guess they had it scaled like this many yards equals you know obviously in distance you know it's in the shape of a boot um, because you can't see that from the ground but that's what I'm saying like how did they it'd be one thing to walk in you know just a straight line and then translate that on the map to a straight line to scale but I'm like how did they get every little most every little curve and all these little juts and things like how did they do that it's fascinating I don't know and they'd have to
1: move like you know, on the map, like the paper map that they're drawing, they'd have to move like an infantismal little ways this way. Like every time, I I just don't understand. Map, uh, what is that called? Cardi, it's not cartography. that's for heart. Cartography, there you go. Yes. That is just an art, seriously.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Oh, and the paintings of them, like the watercolor maps. Magical, Mm. magical, magical magic so the lost city of z built in i think you were
1: talking about him though he was born in what 1863
0: yes 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 he was no 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 1867 is when he was born so he okay like we said was growing up in all this craze to and the amazon Fawcett himself wrote that the amazon remained quote the last great blank space in the world So he just, he wanted to leave his mark. And to me, I'm like, it's pretty cool that even though he didn't ever come back or technically find anything, like he's still famous for going on this venture. Um, Yes. And this is from, let's see, telegraph.co from the UK. The UK, they said, Fawcett's expedition was the most hazardous and certainly the most spectacular adventure of the kind ever undertaken up to that point. So he made his mark. I I would go on a limb and agree. I mean,
1: he has no <laughs> idea what he's going to be coming in contact with. He doesn't know, like it. Uh, I mean, they can't even imagine there being people there, you know, like uh-huh. or not to mention
0: the animals. The yep. Amazon is a scary place. <laughs> or the bugs, the disease-carrying bugs there. Ooh. Like, And you're going yes. to a place where, just like the Europeans brought diseases over here that wiped everybody out, they're also coming into a place where they have zero immunity to these things. Like, literally nobody except for the indigenous peoples that live there can survive, like, scientifically in some ways, because they have no, zero immunity to these things, Um, Mm -hmm. so this is from the same article in the, what article did I say? This one's from the Telegraph. Telegraph. So they said, soon after it was declared that the party was lost, a torrent of pleading letters from intrepid volunteers followed. Yet in the decades since, no one has found the remains of Fawcett. And it is estimated that up to a hundred explorers have themselves disappeared on his trail. So what? uh Uh-huh. Yep. Even James Bond author Ian Fleming's brother, Peter, went on one failed expedition, though he did live to tell his tale. Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
1: So these people were following in his footsteps and then Mm -hmm. also subsequently disappeared. Mm A hundred. Yes. Okay. This is we're getting into vortex area. (laughs) Like this is like a Bermuda Triangle type vibe. Yeah. Um, this is some scary very interesting stuff
0: oh my gosh Riley at another point it's speculated some people have theorized this this whole thing just became unhinged like when <laughs> he after he disappeared the rails, they were like well maybe he's they developed this there were theories that he was like a prophet of like a lost religion tied into the lost city and he got like sucked into this vortex and the city is in the vortex but when you just said that I'm like oh my gosh what if they're literally going to this place where like time warps or like space warps yeah. it's like a black hole
1: exactly and then you uh just get sucked in and then they're suddenly in like <laughs> year the year 2000 and they're like what is happening <laughs> um no why for do I real, still have a five-piece suit on <laughs> exactly like those things scare me so much those stories about things like that and I know that our parents were like really super afraid of the Bermuda Triangle because <gasps> I think our papa told them that it was oh like likely gosh. he would get sucked in when he went fishing, <laughs> which is so mean. I'm not kidding. And so they were both really afraid of it forever. So I, I guess I just down. inherited that from my mom. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. What a great thing to tell your kids. They're, he's like, well,
0: I'm, I'm off. Might not be home from work today. <laughs> exactly. Very funny. Okay, also so... Very, um, yeah. So in my muddy, murky waters of El Dorado slash lost city of Z, also supposedly called Zed, Z-E-D, I don't know. I just thought it was all the same thing. Apparently it was not. But here's an interesting snippet. Well, I think, okay, (laughs) listen,
1: I do not think you're wrong because what I have always thought about El Dorado, just it's like a word used to describe a city of gold. I don't think there's just one El Dorado. So like this is like a, uh, you know. An mm. el Dorado, basically. Oh, you know okay, what I mean? Okay, okay, I think okay. it's, like yeah. a, it's like a describer word for a city of gold. I think that like it's like a blanket term. So. Okay. I don't think you're wrong.
0: Interesting. Okay. That makes me feel better. Even if we're wrong. I might I be better. wrong, though. <laughs> Write in. Write in and
1: let us know if I'm completely just talking
0: <laughs> out of my butt. <laughs> don't cite us on any papers you're writing. <laughs> exactly. So. <laughs> anyway, so he... Like I said, adopted... This is Fawcett, Percy Fawcett we're talking about. He, like many other explorers of the region, such as Brazil's Rondon, adopted a policy of peace with the native Indians and gradually grew up to respect them immensely. Through all of his early expeditions, Fawcett was starting to put together a theory. He found what he swore were shards of pottery and swaths throughout the land that looked to him like roads. So... He began to suspect that the traditions of the Indians he met were handed down to them from a great lost civilization, which he began to refer to as the lost city of Z. And that's from an article called com. That's so interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like
1: he so, realized that they were like an advanced civilization. And obviously, I mean, I would have respect for people who I found living in a jungle too and were like freaking thriving and not like just... Instantly dying of, you know, leopards and snakes (laughs) and all of the things that could instantly kill you. Um, Like, yeah, I would be like, these people obviously have some knowledge.
0: Well, it's interesting you say that because up until pretty recently, even modern day people thought some of these areas were, you know, too overgrown with the jungle or too uninhabitable to be civilized to have people in it and we're gonna get into some of these discoveries don't want to give anything away too soon but it's mind-blowing I'll just say that it's mind-blowing I'm so excited okay okay so Percy Fawcett went over 600 years ago on this adventure never to be seen again now modern day The plot takes a new twist. Scientists have discovered that ancient cities really did exist in the Amazon. And I'm talking like complex canal systems, farming, like worship centers, burial sites. It is it's insane what they have found. I cannot wait to show you pictures. I cannot wait to see them. Okay, from Artnet.com, they have, this was such a good article. Like, if you want to read all of it in detail, I recommend our listeners look this up. Um, this says, archaeologists have discovered nearly 500 new Mesoamerican sites built by the Maya in the Olmec in Mexico, thanks to groundbreaking light detection and ranging, or LIDAR technology. Have you heard of LIDAR. No. Oh, my goodness. I just heard this. This is what sparked my journey on this, because my husband was listening to Joe Rogan, and he had a guest on that, you know, in the background, I'm listening to this, and I heard them talking about LIDAR in the Amazon, and they're finding that, like, all of these things are being found, whereas before they would have to go in and, like, physically try to navigate the jungles and excavate things and look for... The footprint of humanity somewhere and it's like how do you do that in that overgrowth so what could have taken who knows however long now they just yes now they can just go like in a helicopter and fly over the area and they shoot down basically lasers that bounce off you know how like in the boat you can see how deep the ocean floor is it's to me it's kind of reminiscent of that same concept the lasers go down they bounce back up and it gives you a reading of how the the ground levels differ and they can Mm -hmm. see let me show you so this will be picture number four guys on instagram this is a lidar-based illustration of the sun rising in alignment with the Mesoamerican site of Buena Vista, recently identified using lidar. Image courtesy of Takeshi Inomata. So, okay. all of these Wait. are like—I don't know if they were like houses or they're structures, though. Is like, this—is this an actual? What is, is this an actual picture or is this a drawing? It's, I believe, like a computer generated image of. Okay, okay, yeah. But it is. Of what they found the lidar. Of what the lidar picked up. Okay. Isn't that that amazing? This is
1: incredible. This almost looks like the surface of the moon, kind of. Mm -hmm. Like, just, but that's obviously it, it's so that you can see what the lidar, uh, Thing picked up but this is incredible they're like little circles that make like a rectangle there's a big line in the middle they line up perfectly with the sun and it is just abundantly apparent that this was these were placed on purpose
0: yes yes these are not just natural things that pop up no go to um the next image you're gonna see this is what the actual LiDAR looks like. The actual LiDAR reading. Do you okay. see? Um, yes. So the image on the right is a little bit clearer. But that's what the... See how the CGI thing mimics that kind of... Yes, it's like a exactly. CGI I can of see that.
1: exactly what this is. Yes.
0: So if you guys are looking this at incredible. this... This is an aerial view of the helicopter flying over the Amazon. They're shooting down... These laser beams, and it's bouncing back up and giving them a reading of what the geographic surface looks like Mm -hmm. of the earth. And whereas before, like I said, they would have had to like trek through the Amazon and dig through foliage. And some of these things, it's not like a giant pyramid sticking out of the earth, it's just little almost like mounds that you wouldn't even really notice. But from an aerial perspective with laser beams, it's blatantly clear these are man-made, like you said. It's not just something that popped up in nature. Yes, that is abundantly,
1: almost overtly obvious.
0: Yes. Yes. And then there's just a little picture here of the LiDAR survey of these areas that we're talking about. That's incredible. That's absolutely
1: incredible. I love Mm -hmm. it that there are so many smart people. Like on the earth, who can figure out how to do stuff like this? Like, I yes. just really appreciate that.
0: <laughs> so, these are like super recent findings. There's one, a huge breakthrough in 2018 happened. Archaeologists found in Guatemala 61,000 unknown structures in the Maya biosphere, thanks to this new technology. So, wow, it's literally that saying is incredible. And up to this point, up until 2018, they were unknown. So it just goes to show how much time this saves. How many secrets. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And how many secrets the world still has, which gives me mass amounts of hope.
0: Chills. I get chills. Um, I know. (laughs) This is really cool. At Artnet.com, a separate article from them researchers based at the university of arizona have found what they believe to be the largest and oldest maya monument ever discovered and it was hidden in plain sight all along so it's something similar to you can go to the next image on our posts and you can see them excavating old pottery um do you see that little piggy underneath? I think it's a oh pig. Oh my God, I love that thing.
1: <laughs> it looks almost like an iguana or something,
0: like a yeah. pig iguana, like a pig uh, lizard. Yes. Oh, a pig lizard. Well, we don't know what kind of animals live in. <laughs> um, so and maybe they, we think
1: it looks like a pig because its nose is cut off on exactly. accident. Exactly. Maybe to it gonna did say. have a longer snout. I love it though. I want it in my house.
0: Agreed. <laughs> they think that... Across the world, in Cambodia, so they're using LIDAR literally everywhere on Earth now, almost. Actually, redact that. I have no idea if they're doing that. But anyway, across the world, (laughs) they are in Cambodia. They have determined the ancient city of Angkor Wat, the world's largest religious monument, once supported a population of up to 900,000 people. So really what the LiDAR is showing is the complexity of these things. Whereas before, in some places, people didn't even think civilization was existing. And now in some places it's showing that even if we knew they were there, it's a lot more advanced than we thought they were. Which isn't is that crazy,
1: crazy that like we Yeah, we just like what did we do? We just like forgot that we did the planet just have like a mass forgetting Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. all of these places existed? Like, I, I just don't understand.
0: It is incredible. It's incredible. This is from an article by tech crunch until recently. It was thought that the Amazon had nothing but smaller tribes until the arrival of Spanish and Portuguese explorers, which is typically a Eurocentric view, increasingly challenged by new scholarship. It says in this case, Prumers was intrigued by mounds called lomas hidden beneath the vegetation, but hinting at something greater. Excavations showed that these were not rubbish dumps, as some thought, but organized areas for graves, rites, and other things indicative of a complex hierarchical society. So they're just finding That's incredible. It's also giving insight in what their day to day looked like, because I think there's a misconception that a lot of times it was just like strictly survival, like hunt food, roast it, eat it, Mm -hmm. do the same thing the next day. And
1: yes, like it's which makes it almost like animalistic. But it's like mm -hmm. they had places of worship kind of like Mm -hmm. we do. Mm -hmm. I always feel like whenever you hear about these stories, once they find like a toilet, they're like, oh, they were advanced. (laughs) And I'm like what did you think that would have been the first thing if if my civilization was becoming advanced toilets would be the first thing i would work out Yeah, i'd be like we got to figure out what to do with all this poop because i don't want to be going out there in the jungle anymore and doing that like that would be the number one thing. I just have that conception. I don't know if anyone else feels... A
0: something. jaguar poop attack. Every time you got to go yes, out, exactly. you're It's it. like,
1: okay, I've got to make sure there's no snakes on the ground that are come up and bite my butt, which is still <laughs> something you should be afraid of in real toilets. I always check.
0: Riley, right, I do the tip. same thing. <laughs> oh my gosh, stop. What is wrong with that? I us? do. I think we must have seen a video at some point. I know I saw a video when I was young of somebody opening the toilet seat and there was a snake sitting in the bottom, like coiled up, just looking, like ready to strike. Yes. And yes. it has scarring. And I also me. have
1: heard, oh, scarring. S- scarring. I also heard uh, that in Australia, it's like exceedingly common to find these massive spiders in the <gasps> toilet. Oh, and like, Kristen, I'm saying massive like to the point where they cover the toilet hole. <laughs> and I'm like, this is unacceptable. Like, if I was coming from the future and I found these toilets in Australia that had massive <laughs> spiders in it, I'm like, oh, not an advanced civilization. Like, no. <laughs> they had no idea what they were doing. But um, obviously... <laughs> I love Ooh, Australia so and I want to go bad. so badly, but that is one of the, my biggest fears. No, thank you. But anyways, um, oh yeah, gosh. no, it's so cool that they really aren't like, you know, we're just learning so much so quickly, like using these kind of things, these LIDAR things and seeing that like, there is no point for someone to make this like cute little pig lizard statue, you know, like they're doing things yeah. for enjoyment. Exactly. And it's not just for survival.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. And in my research of El Dorado itself, so explorers thought, let me see when it was first chronicled. In 1530, it was first referenced in the writings of Spanish Whoa. conquistadors. Yeah. And they theorized it was outside of present-day Bogota, Colombia, fueled a lot of people to go on this search. You know how there's like the lore around like the Fountain of Youth and it was just the same type of thing. Like they just went out looking for these mythical places that they were convinced 100% were real. So El Dorado actually did stem from one person. It was a person and not a location and it just got completely warped. So in... The 16th century, they began to write about El Dorado. One of the best accounts comes from Juan Rodriguez Freyle. I don't know how to say his last name. But in his book, The Conquest and Discovery of the New Kingdom of Granada, published in 1536. Hmm. He tells us that when a leader died within Muisca society in Colombia, uh, they lived in AD 800. And still live there today. So he says in his book that when the Muisca Society chose a golden or a new leader, the golden one would unfold. And El Dorado means the golden one. The selected new leader of the community, which was usually the nephew of the previous chief, he would go through a long initiation process. Yeah, right? He would go through a long initiation process of culminating in the final act of paddling out on a raft into a sacred lake, such as Lake Guatavita in central Colombia. Surrounded by the four highest priests adorned with feathers, gold crowns, body ornaments, the leader, naked but for a covering of gold dust, would set out to make an offering of gold objects, emeralds, and other precious objects to the gods by throwing them into the lake. And then all of the other, you know, citizens would be surrounding the lakeside watching this and uh, cheering for him and things like that. So that is where the name comes from, El Dorado, the golden one, because the leader of these Muisca people would be covered in gold dust from head to toe. Check out image number six or five. I forget I what number that we're for on. them. So see him covered in gold dust? Six. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then that tiny image um, from the BBC, those are, like, what they would throw into the lake. Little effigies or um, precious gems. uh,
1: Okay. Mm -hmm. That is so, so crazy. So, they really became, like, El Dorado.
0: Yes. And I think you know, there's always some element of truth, usually, in every sort of lore Mm -hmm. story. So these conquistadors, and who knows how much was misconstrued in the loss of translation between two people groups, but the... I feel like they thought... Or at least told stories and basically hyped themselves up so much that like, OK, if there's a guy covered in gold dust, there has to be an entire reservoir, like a whole city made of gold. And they went out on search in a search for this place. Um, mm-hmm. that, I mean,
1: that that does make sense. Like, why else would these people be emulating like themselves all in gold? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. why? You know, like, yeah, I, I can un- see how they worked that out.
0: And then in the mid-18th century, so is that the the mid-18th century would be the 1700s? Um, mm-hmm. The lost city of Z is referenced. So it's different. So, okay, this is what I found. El Dorado is in Colombia. The lost city of Z is in the Braz- the Brazilian Amazon, the theorized location of it. So they are... Okay. In different locations. But I think it's safe to say some of the lore surrounding both is intertwined. Like it's, they're very yes. much similar. Um, yes. So from... And Eldorado literally
1: means just the golden one.
0: The golden one. So Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So, yes, I totally understand what you meant at the beginning
0: like how they uh
1: (laughs) you started researching something and then got into something else unknowingly yes so
0: going back to Percy Fawcett our explorer he you know went out on this search for the lost city of Z um never never to be found again the city of Z for a long time was written off just as a myth remains of a very large advanced civilization Deep in the Mato Grosso, known as Kuhikugu, have just been recently discovered using advanced technology, which I think is LiDAR. I'm sure. Basically, the city of Z is pending confirmation that this is what he was looking for. That this Kuhikugu, how do I say it? Kuhikugu, Cui Kuhikugu. Kuhi-kugu. <laughs> Kuhi-kugu. Kuhikugu, that it is I like the, that name. S- the city he was looking for that he set out to find. And they found it, I believe, using LiDAR, which is amazing. That is amazing. So
1: it, like, all these years later, mm-hmm. we have basically confirmed that he knew what he was talking about.
0: And he, he wasn't a crazy man. Figured out that there, are
1: Yeah, he was not crazy. He didn't, like, just waste his life on nothing. Yes. Um, and... He yeah, that's in that's absolutely incredible. I'm so happy that, you know, we can do things like that now. And yes. poor guy, he's and... probably so sad. Or he could be living there <laughs> in the lap of lux. <laughs> We're not sure.
0: I just He might be painted in gold. Yeah. He might be drinking the eternal elixir, just living in gold dust. Who knows? Uh-huh. Um so this this does kind of wrap up our story, which I just I had so much fun researching this and I just felt like it was such a, a, you know, it was the icing on the cake being like, oh, my goodness, they found what he was looking for. Like I felt gratified for him, like so satisfied that I know he wasn't a crazy man, um, but it does it does inspire me to. Like, while I might not be able to, like, go out and look for places like the lost city of El Dorado or Atlantis, it does kind of relight the fire of, wait, maybe these aren't just lore, mythical places meant to, like, sensationalize things. Like, maybe there's truth in it. And with this LIDAR, I'm hoping they revisit some of the places that they've already kind of written off. Like, oh, no, there's nothing to see here. Cause this can, I'm pretty sure it can permeate through like layers of things and see remnants of what was there. So I don't know. I'm hoping that new discoveries emerge from this, and maybe we'll find places that we've written off as fake, like Atlantis. And like I, Atlantis. I wonder
1: um, how lidar interacts with water. Yes. I really wonder how that happens because right now all that I've seen is from land. But this is like, it's so amazing that this guy spent his life, you know, looking for this place. We now have found it and it's just really cool. It takes archaeology to a whole new level. Like It uh, so
0: does. And one, one scientist was saying like, despite the advancements in technology with LiDAR, it's still it still needs such a human touch to it. Like this exploration, like the, hu- we're not losing humanity in, in doing this technology. It's just launching us into even greater opportunities for exploration.
1: And understanding of humans it, themselves. Like yes. who we are, yeah. where we all came from. And, you know, I think it's also extremely interesting. Something for everyone to think about is why I've always wondered this but why is has gold always been so sought after like if you just think about it it's a mineral it doesn't really even do anything
0: i know i know it's just like shiny i just feel like the crap it's not even Moana. magnetic
1: yeah <laughs> yes it's not it doesn't do anything i don't understand and like uh gemstones themselves like You know they're pretty, but they don't do anything. What do they do? Yeah, uh, yeah, nothing. So why, like, so we still have these like innate things that connect us to these people. Like they obviously Mm -hmm. have their religion, Mm -hmm. what they you know believe, things like that. Uh, We are obviously still obsessed with gold. I love that connection. Things like that.
0: I have not thought of that. Especially not the toilets. Um, I do want to read you one snippet Uh, from Plato concerning Atlantis. It says, One grievous day and night befell them when the whole body of your warriors was swallowed up by the earth and the island of Atlantis in like manner was swallowed up by the sea and vanished. Wherefore, also the ocean at that spot has now become impassable and unsearchable, being blocked up by the shoal mud which the island created as it settled down. So basically he's saying oh my God. it is caked down in he's the earth. He's basically saying. He's basically saying bring out the lidar people. Y-
1: yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Plato, bring out the LiDAR 2023. <laughs> and oh my gosh. Yes. We need that on a shirt. Oh my gosh, yes. Like like we're campaigning. <laughs> like we can have it be like a and instead of like the American flag or whatever, we'll yes. just have like a gold, a gold coin.
0: Oh, I yes. love okay. it! Yes, in quotes, it'll say "Bring out the lidar" yes, with you. the little thing that's like Play-Doh underneath of it. <laughs> Play-Doh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, right down is in the Exactly.
0: Like he said, it was swallowed up into the
1: earth, just like um, what? Uh, I mean, I think at this point that happened to our main uh, explorer. He was swallowed up. He into was earth, swallowed into the earth. I have in mud. Uh huh. And or yeah. gold.
0: well in places like I know I loved this story uh, thank you um it just it makes you think because like places that like Pompeii that were completely taken over instantly and preserved it's like I don't know it just gives it gives new fire to these things that we're interested in and we a thousand percent should continue the hunt And I enjoyed presenting this to you. Yes, of course. Thank you.
1: Yes. I think that we will always be hunting like as humans and um, it just gives the world like another layer of, hey, not all the treasures have been found yet. Like there is still time. Exactly. We can all find something very cool and uh, yeah, it's exciting. So you did a great job presenting. I'm so happy to know about this and we will let everybody know about our watch along
0: um, for the movie, the lost, what is it? The Lost City of Z? The Lost City of Z and we will let you know when the shirts are ready for purchase. Yes. Play-Doh 2024. Because
1: I will be, uh, (laughs) I'll be making a mock-up
0: today. (laughs) Uh, All right. Thanks, guys. Give us likes, reviews, follows, all that good stuff.
1: May the wind be on your... Okay, crewmates. So the wind be on your side
0: or something? Yes. Is that what we say? The wind to be on your open? sails or on your side? I don't side? remember.
1: The, the end is always so hard because I like, after I'm researching, I'm just like, no, it's over. Yeah. Maybe I need to listen back okay and see what we say at the end
0: crewmates may the wind be on your side side. that sounds good (laughs) bye bye